Welcome to the End of the Fangirls podcast. I'm Sam. I'm Lexi, and we're two girls with a slight obsession of everything pop culture. Should we mention that audio could be out of whack here? <laughs> Apologies if it is. We're, we're experiencing some technical issues, and we don't know where or how. Yeah. So anyone's like a master of Skype. Yeah. So, awesome. Last week, we used Zoom. So if that's better compared to this one, we're going to have to go back to Zoom. Uh, donate to us by us an, a Zoom account, please. Yes. Zoom sponsor us, please. Please. please um, but yeah, getting that out of the way so it doesn't annoy you because it's annoying us. Um, we're so. doing Guess the Movie by Review. So we each went through each other's letterbox accounts and scrolled, picked four random movies and a fifth one that the will not know and just has to guess off of the reviews. So, like, for example, let's say you picked Grace for me, you would pull four reviews or, like, however many reviews, read them off to me, I would have to guess between, like, the movie you gave me. Like, if I had, like, Grease, Freaky Friday, Halloween, mm-hmm. I would have to guess which one is the review that you're reading me. chose from the same genre? <laughs> next time because <laughs> this is a fun idea i feel like we could do this again no we definitely could because i said even we could do it with movies we've never seen before which would be a while <laughs> make it very hard um if we do this again we could from each other's watch lists like movies that we want to watch oh that's true because then we I, know I, what they are yeah maybe it will change if i actually want to watch it Maybe. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to read you the four movies. Give me the four movies that you gave me. Okay. I hope this makes sense. If not, I'm not going to explain things. So you'll just kind of catch on as we go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you have American Beauty. Okay. You've got Mail, The Da Vinci Code, and Knives Out. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Are you seeing while I was struggling now? Because, like, it's very hard not to give away some of those. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. So you have um, Child's Play 2. Ooh, okay. Quiet Place. Okay. The Lost Boys. And How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Ooh, interesting. So, the fun thing is, I haven't watched Child's Play 2 in, like... I thought you were going to say you've never watched it. No, I haven't watched it in, like, a year, and so I think I know enough about it, it's fine. And I haven't watched Child's Play 2 in 10 days in a while, either. But, like, it's all over your page, isn't it? Because it's all over mine. Yeah. And, complete sidebar... Do you have that one song that's always just randomly gets stuck in your head? Yeah. Okay, mine is You're So Vain. It's a great song. So can you imagine, like, me throughout the day now? Oh, your poor brain. TikTok is... And doesn't <sighs> that day, 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 
I'm going crazy. (laughs) That's really funny, actually. (laughs) Okay, who wants to go first? I feel like I go first, so you have to go first. Okay. Okay, you said Knives Out, The Da Vinci Code. You've got Mail and American Beauty. Do you want to write those down? You don't forget no, them. Okay, I won't remember them now. <laughs> okay. First one. Took me three months to finish this, and it was worth it. It has some hiccups every now and then with some painful jokes that feel like they come from a blank intern, but there are enough bits to not only call this one of the funniest of the year, but one of the most enjoyable all around. I feel like it's got you've got mail. Should we read should we read all the reviews that we have? Like give you yeah. as we go? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I do have one that I think is just really funny. And I'll if you're not getting it or you need an extra push, I'm gonna read you that one. But if you can, I'll read it anyway. Okay. Uh, anyway. Uh next review. Thought out phenomenal on every level. Blank, the director, masterfully crafts a riveting, hilarious, and stunningly original entry into the blank genre. Every character is imbued with so much life and charisma. Oh, this might give it away. You know, fuck it. Blank's accent rules. Blank vapes. Blank is basically a human BuzzFeed article. And Blank proves once again again that they are an absolute national treasure. It's structurally inventive and thematically deeper than many will expect. I'm blown away. Superb editing, beautiful score, and thrilling twists all combine to form this massively entertaining and impressively made genre. That's both immersive and unpredictable. I loved it. Knives out. Okay, so next one. Finally watched it, and I understand the hype fully. What an incredibly clever and funny screenplay with some really, really great character writing. No doubt that I will have missed many smart details throughout, which will make for a great rewatch. Especially a few times over, which is always nice when a film admittedly has rewatchability factor. Admittedly, I did actually manage to predict a decent amount of the final outcome. However, that didn't worsen the experience whatsoever. I really enjoyed this. Knives Out. It's Knives Out. Okay. I couldn't remember Knives Out being funny, but, like, now I'm, like, looking back on it. Like, there are funny moments. I should have the second review at the last one. It's okay. But also, like, I just really thought that one was funny. It says Daniel Craig's accent rules. And Langford and Tony Collette is basically a human BuzzFeed article, and I just thought that was very funny. We love. Also, the one I was going to give you was blank dancing at an uninterested blank. I felt that. And it's Tony Collette dancing at an uninterested Jamie Lee Curtis, because that's my favorite scene. Yeah, you're two phase. It's like my <laughs> nightmare. But not it Jamie. It really is. Not Jamie. Oh, I had one more, but it's fine. You already got it. Hi. Um, let's... Should I, like, make us a score? A. S. One. (laughs) Wow, I'm off to a great start. (laughs) I wanted to trick you. (laughs) No, it's fine. Okay. First, this is the one I had with most reviews. Okay. LMAO, who wants to live this badly. Oh, I, I know. Damn it! 
Sorry, I just noticed it because I liked it, I'm pretty sure. Bro, I'm going to keep reading. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> um, because I have the exact same thought, honestly. <laughs> um, oh, by the way, I think it's a quiet place. Okay. At 90 minutes, it's one of the most inventive and beautifully crafted and enacted horror movies I've seen in a very long time, and I think the main reason for its power is the crisis at its core. It does throw me a little bit. Okay. Okay. But there are moments when the movie takes us firmly by the hand and escorts us down on a darkened path, and they lead to one of the most profound of communal pleasures. Is that all the ones you have? No, I have more. Okay. I really enjoyed this film, but also hated it because the thing I thought might happen did happen. So I know it's a quiet place based on the first review, but these reviews are really good and actually probably would have thrown me for a loop. God damn it. I should have started these. I got one more. Okay. I was having sex on that one day worth all of this. That would have gave it away. <laughs> because my number one problem with that movie is... Why the fuck are you having a baby when you can't make noise? So true. Also, so true. Yeah. Who wants to live that bad? They have to put sand down to wash so they don't make a single noise. Yeah, that's too much. And I'm like, for honestly, me. I would just scream and let them take me. <laughs> it, does, it just doesn't feel worth it. But yeah, no, that's a lot of effort for me. What are first ones we're kind of bust? Okay. Now I'm like nervous that the rest are. <laughs> Oh, I, I have a feeling you'll get mine pretty easy. This might be a short episode. Um, what should I give you now? Okay. <clears throat> the final act here is so lovely, handled with such charming grace. A little more Hollywood schmaltz than blank, but delightful no less. When I watched this earlier this year, its theme of redemption and belief in the good of people really resonated with me. Its plot is largely hinged on coincidence and inconvenience, but when the characters change, forgive each other, and forgive themselves, it is no mistake. I like movies that shame me and love and encourage me to follow suit. You just want to keep reading, though? Yep. Okay. <laughs> that gives it away. Probably doesn't deserve this score, but whatever, sue me. No one gets straight, white, financially stable city people like blank. And even though some of its messages are a little crappy, I don't really care. It's about changing times and feeling comfortable for a couple hours. Sometimes that's all you need. It definitely isn't without its charms, and both blank and blank get strong performances. But blank, movie name, is a rather bland rom-com that gave it away. Suffers greatly from the fact that the love story at the center of it all is built on highly problematic foundations that make it less sweet and more misguided. I was going to say, you got, you've got mail. <laughs> yeah. Wait, okay. Quick pause. We should have done this in genres. Right. Brief pause, because we just added three more movies. <laughs> but um, out of those... Okay. At this point, I don't even remember why we added three more. We added three more because we needed one more. Yes. <laughs> and two, we had to add an 
extra to throw you off. Yeah. Each other off. Because yeah. obviously once we got down to the last one. You know, it makes sense to us. It might not make sense to you. It just means you get a funner episode. Really. Yeah. <laughs> or, this is actually chaotic. Yeah. No, it really, really is. So should I say the other ones that I've added now? Yes. Okay. So the ones you have left. This is the pool. Child Play 2. Okay. The Lost Boys. Okay. How to Lose a Kai in 10 Days. Okay. Black Swan. Oh, I hate that. <laughs> what was the other one? I hate that movie so much. Wait, I have to. Hold on. I started. Empire oh, Records. Oh, so hard because people are going to give it good reviews and I'm just not going to know. Yeah. Empire Records. And. I also didn't really like that one. Law Abiding Citizen. Ooh, you should watch that, by the way. I feel like you'd like that. Okay. Really it's very mind funky. I like mine funky. I gave you. Oh, sorry. You have American Beauty, The Vinci Code left, plus your mystery one. And I'm adding Velvet, Kramer vs. Kramer, and Basic Instinct. I was going to do Kramer vs. Kramer for you, too. Really? Yeah. And what was the other one? This one? Uh, Basic Instinct. You know how hard it was to pick one that was just, Sharon Stone, you're so hot. <laughs> Everything was about Sharon Stone or that scene. Also, there was one I just read about how Michael Douglas is terrifying, and I, or no, how he's creepy looking, and they don't understand why he's in so many erotic movies, and I agree. Yeah, I agree. Love like, you, Catherine. Yeah, like, love you, Catherine. I'm just going to say, she posted a picture of Michael's son, son? and I'm like, oh my god, jump scare. So scary. Like <laughs> so scary. Okay. okay. All right. Um, it was my turn. Yes. Okay. Um, what I'm giving you next. Okay, we'll do this one. Alright. Why, no. This film is flawless in every way. It's certainly not childhood nostalgia. Tinting that flawless rating, and no, this is going to be the only reviewer I write about this movie. I have words for this glorious film. Very vague. I told you I was going to be vague. <laughs> See, my first thought was Black Swan, but that wouldn't be childhood nostalgia. Okay. It could be childhood nostalgia if you were born later. Yeah. If I had the chance to be... <laughs> no. That gives too much away. <laughs> this movie makes me so happy when I rewatch it. Gay people are so real. Okay. I have a third, but it's going to give it all. Okay, so based on that, okay, based on the first one. Yeah. I was going to say Empire Records. Okay. Based on that last one, I want to say The Lost Boys because everybody thinks they're gay. <laughs> okay. Should I read my last one that give it away? Not if you think it's going to give it away. It's going to give it away. I'm going to go with the Lost Boys. Yes. Lost Boys. Okay. The other one said, if I had the chance to be a sexy vampire, would take it, take it rip, but I'm different. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> At least I someone stumped you. Yeah, you did. And if it wasn't for everybody thinking that you're gay, <laughs> I would agree. 
Um, also, it has Kiefer Sutherland in it, so jump scare. That man scares me so much. Okay. Um, I'm pretty sure I'm not giving you a spoilery one. Uh, did that one get a spoiler? Okay. You know what? I flagged this film off, but I'm actually impressed. I'm impressed that someone managed to make a film I would hate more than Captain Fantastic. <laughs> okay. Um... I don't know what one to give you at this point. Holy cow, I expected this to be bad, but not this bad. Dreadful movie in which every character communicates through stupidly elaborate things and double-crosses every other character with zero consequence. There are some intriguing concepts interspersed through both that could have been a solid movie, but they're completely wasted in this awful exposition fest with a pointlessly convoluted plot and a ridiculously misplaced sense of self-importance. There's more to this one, too. <laughs> I want to say the Da Vinci Code for the sole purpose that the, the reviews for this movie are not good. Mm-hmm. Is it the Da Vinci Code? Yeah. Okay. I couldn't find a single good one. But yeah, this is one of the ones so that I like had to scroll, had to scroll. for and it okay. across. So, yeah, no, there's nothing good about it. Which, okay. I, I, I'm not even mad that you got that one because, yeah. I'm so bad at history. Like, history was my worst subject in high school. But historical fiction, like, mystery thrillers, I love. Yeah. So, like, Da Vinci Code, National Treasure, and I need more movies like that. So that's why I watched The Da Vinci Code. The Da Vinci Code is over three hours long. That's one of my ones. That was the first one I was going to read you, and I'm like, wait, that gives it away completely. But they say three hours of preposterous bullshit told about as delicately as a sister's way. Yes. And oh, and they Wait, no, this is why I was going to read it to you, because it says, imagine being stuck in an endless escape room while Tom Hanks' haircut solved the mystery for you. I was going to blank out Tom Hanks, because I thought that was funny. That was funny. They, and people, like, shit on National Treasure because of Nicolas Cage. You should watch that movie. National Treasure is way better. <laughs> really baffles me that The Da Vinci Code has such bad reviews, because it has, like, such a good premise, but I feel like because it's three hours, it's ridiculous. Like, the highest review it's, I pulled for this was two stars. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, the book was huge. Yeah. And I think what lost me is it has a lot to do with the Bible. Mm. I'm not that religious. Yeah. I, I, you lost me when you start talking about biblical stuff, so. And there is a sequel. I think it's called Angels and Demons. It's, it might even be a trilogy. <laughs> Hold on. Because I want to watch weird. the others, but I don't think they get much better. The other one I had for you was, there's something comforting in the way I don't have to pay attention at all, but I still know what's happening because everyone explains it anyway. And I thought, ah, maybe she'll think it's Blue Velvet. And then I realized that no one can explain a David Lynch movie. So there's three movies. It's The Da Vinci Code, Angels and Demons, and Inferno. Interesting. And I'm sure each one gets worse and worse, but somehow someone watch them. 
And Inferno came out in 2018, so it's fairly new. That's strange. Why there needs to be so many? I think because it was a trilogy book, so why not make? Oh, I didn't know it was a trilogy. Yeah. How bad reviews you got the first time? Do you really want to do that, my friends? Right. Right. Okay. All right. Hit me with it, man. Okay. Does a movie have to have a good plot or vibes just enough? Okay. Funny how the dancing montage at the end of this movie is the only dance montage that ever has existed. I have more. <laughs> yeah, I read them. My emotional support people, it's true. Can't explain in words how bad I want to work here. It's Empire Records. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This, I'm not getting emotionally attached to another semi-obscure boy from a late 90s slash early 2000s movie. I'm not. I swear, I am not. <laughs> I wanted to like this movie so much, and I did not. <laughs> I thought you did like this, but then I think I'm getting... Empire Records and High Fidelity mixed up. Yeah. It feels like something I should like, but I just didn't like any of the characters either. All the reviews are about Liv Tyler. I oh. didn't like her. She was annoying. I'm in love with your dad, Liv, but you kind of were annoying here. Also, it all focuses on like this one big singer guy, but he sucks too. And I just really thought this was going to be a bunch of people working in a record store and it's kind of just not like it is but like it it doesn't lean into that enough and then there's a weird plot line about a kid coming in and robbing the store at gunpoint he's like 13 and that really threw me off and then he gets a job there at the end it's a weird movie i didn't like it that is very weird yeah also you had me thinking it was black swan for a second because i don't remember there being a dance sequence in empire maybe you never made it that far no, I made it to the end of the movie. Because, okay, so actually one of the main reasons I wanted to watch it is because the cover on Letterboxd, like, you know how in the back of the movie it's, like, big cover? Picture, yeah. Like, a cover photo. Mm-hmm. That cover photo drew me in so much, and it's, like, them kissing on the top of, like, the sign. And I'm like, oh, my God, rom- romance, love it, looks cute. And I, that was, like, one of the last scenes, and I thought that I didn't like either of them. I didn't get a romance connection. That's annoying. This is turning into a review. <laughs> That's okay. Of just movies. You know, we can do a little bit of reviews, too. Okay. Um. Okay. Yeah. You ready for your next one? Yeah. Okay. The director understands how to portray non-stop struggle. This effort effortlessly continues aspect of attempting to control a given situation despite the fact that the chaos and the trouble keeps blossoming. Each character, regardless of how their size in terms of screen time or development is played within the story, is given a true and calculated chance to showcase their motives and inherent mental state. None. The politics of this may not have aged well. 
But as a study of masculine anxiety and crisis, it remains terrific. It's also another example of the fine craftsmanship of American cinema. American beauty. I have one. Okay, keep going then. <laughs> I have one more, sorry. So let me figure out where I'm going. Um... Oh, this one's really small. Even though this film has a cult status and won so many awards, it still managed to surprise me how good it is. American Beauty. It's not. Is it way then it's is it Kramer versus Kramer? It's Kramer versus Kramer. Okay, that was really so good. So this one is actually I know, right? <laughs> I, because I, I was like okay, the first one I was between American Beauty, Blue Velvet, and Kramer versus Kramer. Yeah. And the masculine masculine yeah, we're not English today. Um, I was like, okay, American Beauty, but also it could be Kramer versus Kramer. And then you said something about the time. The American young, Dream or American Cinema? No, you said something about screen time, and then that made me think of Meryl and Kramer versus Kramer. Yeah. Yeah, I had to. So in that one, I have this. <laughs> Where I just, it was such a good review, but some of it, like, it went like, um, he takes the seemingly overarching theme of the difficulties of being a single parent. Like, okay, that'll give it away. Yeah. But the rest of it was really, really good. Yeah, that was really good. Yeah. And then, so actually the last one I read you actually has way more, and it just goes into the acting and how Dustin Hoffman was phenomenal, how Meryl Streep was good, uh-huh. and all that. But, um, oh, and then I was also saving it for the last, but I felt like it was just funnier to give you the beginning. <laughs> Because the ending just talks about the score and how it doesn't match. And I'm like, I don't remember the score of American Beauty. Neither do I. But I thought that one would throw you off and make you think American Beauty. So I'm glad that worked. Especially with all the awards. Because obviously I know both two won a lot of awards. Yeah. Did Blue Velvet win awards? No. That's okay. why I was like, I don't think it's I was Blue like, Velvet. I don't know about Basic Instinct either. Basic, I don't think it did either. Okay. But like, and nothing from that first review was giving me. <laughs> no. I felt like you'd either get it or you guess American Beauty. You're right. <laughs> oh, I'm proud of myself for screwing you on one. Okay. Um. Okay. One more minor inconvenience that I'm going to turn into her. I don't think I've ever said wait what more times in a movie. Okay. So, I want this entire film tattooed onto the back of my eyelids. That okay. happened to me like three days ago. That's all I got. <laughs> Is it Black Swan? Is it Black, Black Swan? Swan. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I literally chose like the most randomest reviews for that one. Cause the only thing that made me think it was Black Swan is just when she's like, one more inconvenience and turn into her. I'm like, 
Okay, so Law-Abiding Citizen doesn't have a woman that's actually good. Child's Play 2, I don't think you... Well, no, actually, everybody wants to be Kyle. I want to be Kyle. Kyle's hot. I mean, sometimes I think about being um, Andy. Addy. Addy. Andy. How? Oh, same. But <laughs> actually, that was one of the ones I thought, I'm like, okay, I want to make it with Matthew McConaughey, too. Yeah. And work for a high fashion magazine. And then you read the other ones. I'm like, okay, I'm not saying wait what when I'm watching in 10 days, except for when you take him to a Celine Dion concert to try to scare him off, because that would make me marry you. Very fair. Very fair. Um, okay. This is a movie that tries to convince you it's the greatest movie ever right out of the gate. Okay. Um, I probably should be crossing things out. That's what I've been doing. <laughs> this movie shouldn't work, and it kind of doesn't. Okay. And then, I have one more for you. But what part do I take? Because it's like... Um... Somehow the director takes loud, over-the-top filmmaking with everything drenched in. It's not a spectacle as the word is usually used exactly. He's proving that subtlety and bluntness are not opposites. I have a little bit more of this one I can give you. I'm leaning towards Blue Velvet. Okay. Read the, the last little part you're going to give me. Regardless, what I see is a mixture of melodramatically distorted noir crafted to draw in slobber chords in order to twist their minds. Sounds like David Lynch and reveal. Is that your final guess? But part of me is also trying to lean towards basic instinct. Read the first two again. Uh, the first one was, this is a movie that tries to convince you it's the greatest movie ever right out of the gate. And this movie shouldn't work, and it kind of doesn't. That's how I feel about every David Lynch movie. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I feel like it's Blue Velvet. It's not. It's basic instincts. Then, the, okay. So okay, I'm not fair entirely, because I am cutting parts out of these movies. No, it, that's totally fine. So, the reason why I was thinking basic instinct is the part where it doesn't work because, like, you're kind of, it's oh, very open-ended of whether. That's exactly what it says. It says this movie should be kind of doesn't. The ending is as head-scratching as the part itself. So, and then it goes into talking about how Douglas and Spawn are amazing. The other one also says this movie that tries to convince you it's the greatest movie ever right out of the gate. Then you quickly realize that none of it will be as good as the first five minutes. What are they talking about? That movie was <laughs> great. <laughs> so maybe I would have thrown you if I read the rest of that one. Sharon Stone in the whole movie. So what, was their, what was there to be so upset also, about? <laughs> in the last one, I could have also said... It says, regardless of what I see is a mixture of melodramatically distorted noir, and then it also says, and pornographic thriller crafted to draw in slobbering words. Which and also could have been Blue Velvet. Okay, I haven't seen Blue Velvet. Stuff. You've never seen Blue Velvet? Mm. I watched Mahal and Dragon. Oh, Velvet. Okay. No, no. It also 
talks about um the depraved bisexual and the femme fatale, and I'm like, that'll kind of give it away. Yeah. But I found really good reviews for these last three that we picked, so <laughs> apologies. It's fine. I like being some though, even though I'm losing now. It's fine. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm really upset that they didn't make Basic Instinct. What a, what review does Basic Instinct have? What do you mean? Oh, like, rating? It has a 3.5. That's not bad. This is my review of Basic Instinct. Yeah, fair. Mm-hmm. I think every mystery thriller film should have this vibe, plus an insanely hot woman playing bisexual psychopath. Yeah. Yeah. I need to watch that. <laughs> My one liked review. If I get killed by sexy bisexual Sharon Stone, that is on me. Do not hate her because she caught <laughs> Did you see that one? No, but that's just, that makes a lot of sense, because same. Yeah. Okay. No, a lot of them were just people being like, I only watched this for that scene. You know the one. But then they stayed around for the rest of the movie. I didn't even watch it for that scene. I actually watched it. No, yeah. I no, that's the what the plot was great. <laughs> that's what people are saying. That's what they watched it for, but they actually stuck around and realized, oh, hey, this is a good movie. You want to know what people that watched that scene? Horny men. <laughs> I may have watched it. That's far too young. Okay, but like. The only ones watching it for them are horny men who don't give a shit about cinema and just think they're sexy. It's true. Very true. But also, read the fucking plot of the movie. Yeah, it sounds the movie's great. great. Also, that scene isn't that good. I'm sorry. It's not. And also, Michael Douglas really kills the vibe. It's Michael Douglas. Are you surprised? <laughs> I ever meet the man? I don't know what I do because I can't in good conscience go up to him and say, hey, can I get your autograph? Because I have slandered him for just scaring me for no reason in this movie. I take a picture with him because it's the class, the closest I would ever get to Catherine. And we know I would do anything to get to Catherine. Next one. The way this movie is an absolutely pure shot of crystal meth that just messes into my veins, no need, no needles needed, and paints my soul with serotonin is crazy. <laughs> Next one. I watched the movie so many times as a kid, I have no idea why that is, though. I just always put it on for some reason. <laughs> Okay, so it's either Child's Play 2 or it's How to Lose in 10 Days, and I don't know which one. Okay. What's with all the hate for this movie? Cause, because I think it's bullshit on that. This is not Oscar material or anything, but as far as the genre, it's pretty damn good. Do you have one? Yeah, I do. Okay. You're going to get with one of these next two, though. Do you want me to tell you what I'm thinking? Yeah, what are you thinking? I'm leaning more towards Child's Play. Okay. But only by that last review. Okay. Which one is the least conspicuous 
because um, I can't see. I don't think I don't know if this is gonna help. It is fun, but it be fun. Child's play doesn't feel like it's a crystal. This child's play doesn't feel like a crystal meth movie. Okay. Bride of Chucky, maybe. Okay. And how to lose a guy in ten days? She names his penis. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm wrong, but it's a how to lose a guy in ten days. No, you're right. I'm right. Yeah, I read the other two because that these would apply. You not only have to be seriously testosterone deprived to survive this film without embarrassment, you have to buy a romantic premise so ridiculously contrived that even Dr. Ruth might suspect someone was pulling her little leg. And the other one, which was a thousand percent given away too, the movie appears to be stocked with nine to five giggly runway models wearing. $2,000 outfits rather than your usual office drudges. That one would get it away. How do you want to pick reviews for How to Live a Guy in 10 Days that's like Chucky? Because all of them were about Kate Hudson and how Matthew McConaughey was. That's fair. So, like, I gotta choose something that's not gonna give back. Okay. okay. I'm, like I'm impressed that I got that. But you really have me. I'm glad that I had you for a hot sack. I still feel like it's child's play. I mean it's I feel like it's kind of maybe child's play and you're lying to me, but it's <laughs> um sorry, I was in the middle of marking this one just to cut out certain words that I don't actually want to read you. Yeah, so the movie I was originally going to do, after I picked out more, I realized I grabbed a couple reviews. Okay. <laughs> this film is both a masterpiece as well as the greatest film of its time. It's brilliant, mind-boggling, devastating, goofy, disturbing, hilarious, and saddening. That doesn't help me keep going. <laughs> this movie even feels like an encounter with a seductively dangerous force. The darkness and sheer depravity contrasts with Nancy Drew aesthetics of Lumberton, mixing a concoction of divergence that tightens the satire and illuminates the discovery emotional turmoil. The that was Nancy, a lot of words. Yeah, the Nancy Drew aspect is throwing me off. Okay. This one is not going to help you, I don't think. Oh, great. Okay. This movie brings us an extremely disturbing film of suburbia. Sadomach... Mac... 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 
Jesus. The a- the evils that lay beneath and Freud's psychosexual views, the weird story and narrative seem to be from the point of view of a child in an abusive household. How one makes anything blue velvet? Um, do I have I do have one more. Can I read this one? What's most interesting to me about this movie is its unequivocally happy ending. Blank, director, understands the nightmarish aspect of suburbia. He knows about the secret. Pollulating? I don't even know that word. Nest of arthropods. <laughs> he says, too, that we don't have to buy a one-way ticket. Like Dorothy and Oz, what we learn about ourselves on the trip to the Emerald City or into the dark, twisting passages is what equips us to make our way home again. The real suburbia was inside us all along. Can you read just the first part of that again? What's most interesting to me about this movie is its equivocally happy ending. Was that the part? Yeah. Okay. American Beauty is not a happy ending. It, like, kind of fucked me up. <laughs> um, so, the, But I don't remember the ending of Blue Velvet. And I really don't remember it being part of suburbia. To do, I want to say blue velvet. Final answer. Yeah, I feel like I'm totally wrong. Though. No, it's blue velvet. Okay, good. <laughs> so I haven't seen blue velvet. When I saw the suburbia, I'm like, this is kind of perfect. Yeah, no. I, like, I immediately clocked that. I'm like, I have to give you American Beauty for your last. Or I was originally going to give you American Beauty for your last one. Then I realized uh-huh. I only grabbed two reviews for it, okay. and only one of them was actually good enough. Okay. Um, because it just says one I have just talking about the score of the movie, and they're like the music for this film gets me thinking a lot about life and all that. So it goes into that. Excellent movie, however. Great movie. It really the ending really fucked me up. Yeah. I was like, wow, what is that movie was hard. Great movie. I want to rewatch it though. Yeah. It was. It was wild. It was. Yeah. Hated the dog. She was annoying. That was annoying. <laughs> okay. Um, last one for you. Let me find it. Okay. Okay. Ready? Yes. Absolutely ridiculous, but at the same time, absolutely awesome. This was so bad, it was borderline sadistic, but I laughed at it a few times so that it saved it from one these are both movies that i rated very highly if you commit the crime you must do the time torture is always the answer oh my god Around the halfway mark, this movie dumps gasoline and goes haywire. This is a 15-year-old boy's dream movie. These are both movies I, A, rated highly, and B, have not seen in over a year. <laughs> I got one more review. I can 100% guarantee that is not what his dead family would have wanted. They both have dead families! <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I don't know. Yeah, I'll I can read this last little part of one interview, but I have to blank out some stuff. Okay. Can anyone answer if blank is this guy or blank in Den of Thieves a more insane human? That did not help. Okay. I'm going to... Abiding citizen. That's my guess. Final answer? Yeah. You sure? No, but yeah. <laughs> it is abiding citizen. <laughs> okay. It's just making me think that when you said 15-year-old boys dream, like, okay... Potentially, but I don't remember this being a torture scene. But everyone tortures Chucky, which is what's throwing me. That's why I chose this one. Because it's fun to tor- torture him. Because he's just a little. <laughs> the one where it said, if you commit the crime, you must do the time. It says, if I you commit you the crime. I thought you were talking about me because after I said that, oh, I them both highly. Sorry. <laughs> no, it was a review. Okay. It's like, if you commit the crime, parentheses, make me mad, you must do the time, in parentheses, die. <laughs> yeah, no, this movie kind of has a stupid ending. I think I gave it four stars, but the ending really annoyed you. But I still think you should watch it. Okay. Don't let the reviews deter Gerard you. Butler's amazing. That's true. There's a movie of Gerard Butler and Catherine Zeta-Jones, and Gerard Butler plays a soccer coach, and then Catherine Zeta-Jones is a hot soccer mom. Goddamn. I'm into it. It was not a great movie. Okay. <laughs> but it's been almost all a while since I watched it. I obviously just watched it for Catherine, but <laughs> it was pretty fun. Oh, shit. Now I just realized we have to read the ones we don't know yeah is it my turn to read for you yes i'm nervous i think you should be <laughs> and this is on can okay do we want to use our watch list our watched movies from letterbox to help or should we you read it first, and then I'll decide for us. Okay. Okay. I'm fine with that. I'm just thinking I have a very long letter. Very true. Very true. Okay. Um, I want to say no just because you have a small letter box. Okay. No, that's fine. That's fine. I'm, I'm going to try to use it without it. Okay. And just because I'm worried with some of the reviews it could make it easier okay okay that's fine okay what am i picking first the plot is exactly what you would expect interactions between characters and the atmosphere flows like the french songs in the soundtrack punctuated by comedic moments that never feel out of place very tears for lost love are part of one of the funniest scenes for example blank and blank create the right mixture of romance and in such a spontaneous way that it makes me wonder why they haven't started in more films together. You know what? Maybe you could. I think you can use your letterbox. I, I'm thinking of a movie. 
Okay. I need more reviews. <laughs> yeah, because reading these, I don't think it'll give it away. Like, just by looking at your letterbox. Okay. So, as long as I don't read, drop the genre, I think you're fine. Read one more, and then I'll, we'll decide if I'm good. So, I only have three. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> so I can just pull more, too. Okay. Um, It really is bad at all for what it is. To be clear, what it is is a whimsical... Should I give you the genre? Okay. What it is is a whimsical blank genre about older adults who have no care in the world besides the lack of a stable love life. It's completely fine and pretty silly, in fact, but it's very flippant. Okay, I read the last one. And again, I can look for more reviews if you need it. Delectable screwball sensibilities in classic Hollywood structure with its parade of plot conveniences and reversals of affection. Thoroughly charming and downright sexy. Maybe the nay plus ultra of PG-13 eroticism in There's full frontal nudity, several frank references to sex, and a hot and bothered sequence in which blank shears off blank's sweater with a pair of scissors in the throat fashion. Okay, first off, I was going to say nine. I don't think it's... Okay. I don't remember nudity in nine, though. Okay. But you're that shocked. That was not the guess that I was thought you were going to give. Sorry. <laughs> Again, I haven't seen nine, so... There is a bit more to this one. It doesn't really help you. It just says to see in our sexless, sexless, serialized, yet insatiably horny climate. Such a weird movie. I will go okay. pull you some more reviews. <laughs> I'm thinking wild things now, but I'm trying to think of Denise. No. Is it wild things? Do you want me to read you some more reviews first? No, wait. Go back to that last one that you just read. Which part? The entire thing? About the... You said something about the sweater and then frontal nudity. <laughs> really charming and downright sexy, maybe the nay plus ultra of PG-13 eroticism in the odds. There's full frontal nudity, several frank references to sex, and a hot and bothered sequence in which Blank shears off Blank's sweater with a pair of scissors in the throes of passion. Fully deranged, of course, like any good blank, but charming, funny, and heartbreaking. And blank has never been hotter. I'm going to go with wild things. Do you want more reviews, or is that your Give final? me more, but I'm okay. going with wild things. <laughs> okay. Hmm. Two people learning how to love with all the beauty and heartbreak that comes with it. It's never too late to find somebody to love Never too late to become a better person, and never too late to find meaning in your existence. Going with wild things. Final answer? Yeah. Right. Do you want to? <laughs> do you want to guess? I'm trying. The full frontal. Is there full frontal nudity in that? I'm pretty sure I see Richard's boob. Okay. <laughs> That's fair. Tears off her sweater. And it's really PG-13? Apparently. 
I liked it. I didn't. I think the reason this movie works is because of blank and blank. Without them, this movie isn't much. Don't get me wrong, the script is actually pretty good, but the direction of this movie is very bland. There is nothing about the direction that does anything inter- interesting. Not much of this movie feels very unique or interesting, so I'll probably forget it soon. However, it's a well-made movie. I like watching all these famous actors in a dramedy. It's a good time, but it's pretty disposable, is what I'm trying to say. Don't look up. Should we have three guesses? Yeah, I've used two. God damn it. Okay. I can... Well, don't don't look up. No. It's kind of a throwaway. My other guess is Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Is that your final guess? I can find you more. I'm going to go with Fast Times at Ridgemont High. I really don't like this movie. And the sweater scene kind of sounded familiar from that. And I know there's full frontal in that. You're going to be so mad. It's not that. No. It's something's got to give. I got full frontal and something's got to give. Apparently. There's no way there is frontal and something's got to give. Because there is no way I would have seen Diane Keaton's boobs. <laughs> I don't know if it's Diane Keaton. got to be the other girl. Who's the other girl? Her daughter. <laughs> Maybe. Ah. Amanda Pete. Uh, what? Okay. What? Can you read back? <laughs> yes. It really isn't bad at all for what it is. To be clear, what it is is a whimsical romantic comedy about about older adults who have no care in the world besides the lack of a stable love life. It's completely fine and pretty silly, in fact, but it's very flippant. Flippin'. The older adult should have gave it away for me. I missed that part. Uh, when I said that, I was like, fuck, I should have said that. Well, it's fine, oh, I completely forgot about it. A lot of the reviews were just mad at Jack for choosing Jack Nicholson over Keanu Reeves. That's fair. That is fair. I would pick Keanu Reeves. I don't think I'll give two and a half. Interesting. Very. It's not my fave Jack Nicholson. Hmm? It's not my fave Jack Nicholson rom-com. That's fair. As good as it gets is really good. But people hate that movie. I think a lot of people said as good as it gets is better. Give that movie four stars. That has a three-minute rating. And it's a wrong one. It was actually nominated for an Oscar. Okay, well, see it. Is that the one where he's holding the dog in the cover? Yes, it is. Okay. Sad that that's how I know this movie. I actually really liked it. And I have a huge crush on Helen Hunt in this movie. Okay. Okay. Kind of mad at myself, but it's fine. That was a hard one, to be fair. It's okay, but I wanted it to be hard. Okay. Originally, the one I was going to give you um, before we decided that we were going to just do it based on our lowest rated one, you were going to get knocked out as your mystery one. 
Girl, you said my lowest rating. You said I gave it three stars. I know that wasn't my lowest rating. <laughs> Ended up being two and a half. Yeah. Okay. 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 Are you ready for yours? Yes. Seems like they made this movie to get a trailer because it doesn't feel like more than a collection of scenes stringed together to form resemblance of a plot in order to then be a vehicle marketing these two stars. Structurally, the film's off the start of the relationship is rushed through with the supposedly crucial notice period feels increasingly directional, directionalist. We lose the comic stand by large delivers. I didn't realize it was going to be this hard. Um, did you bring your letter? Yeah, I did. Okay. You can use yours. I'm pulling mine. Instead of focusing mostly on the bonding relationship between the two leads, the movie throws in useless subplots and needless distractions when all we want is to see the two leads fall in love. Those are the only ones I have, but I can look up more. That one feels reminiscent of something I would say. So I'm wondering if I had any qualms about that. If you have other ones, feel free to talk about them. There is. Sorry, I might give more. Do you want to read your first one again? Yeah, I can. Seems like they made this movie to get a trailer because it doesn't feel like anything more than a collection of scenes stringed together to form some resemblance of a plot in order to then be a vehicle marketing these two stars. Destination wedding? I would be offended. It's a great movie. Okay. I'll give you another one. I have to do some blanks, though. It was fine. Not particularly bad. If I had a nickel for every time I got excited to watch a movie where blank played a sexy man love interest in a comment and was subsequently let down by how simply okay the movie was, I'd have two nickels, which isn't a lot, but it is weird that it happened twice. So, just from that one alone, my brain is going to be genetic, just because she's always just the hot, the hot guy's wife. Or the hot wife, sorry. Fuck. Sorry, they have a nickel for how many times they play sexy man? There's more words to it, but I'm not revealing that. But that is like you said, though. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nickels for playing sexy man. Yeah. I don't know why I rated this when I had judged it only by its first 20 minutes. This is actually quite cute, and it would have been awfully mid if not for the incredible charm of the two leads. Is it two weeks notice? Yeah, it is. Is it actually? Yeah. <laughs> I've never seen that. I didn't pay attention to that movie. <laughs> <laughs> it sucked. 
<laughs> no, that's literally what everyone says. They just want Hugh Grant and Sandra Bullock to get together, and that's about it. That's fair. <laughs> but that's indeed the movie. <laughs> I can't think of Hugh Grant playing a sexy man, though, but just them having chemistry, I guess. He said, what did they say? This was when we were trying to do our rom-coms, and I oh. I watched this and didn't pay attention. It said it said something along with the being a sexy sexy boss or something like that, which I think then refers to Bridget Jones's diary. Does he Is play that a, him? Him and Colin Farrell. Colin Firth, yes. I knew it was Colin Firth. I didn't realize it was Hugh Grant. I haven't watched that. See, I have also seen him in Notting Hill. Yes. He kind of sucks in that. Actually, not even he, does, he sucks in that. The stuff he said about Julia Roberts afterwards piece of shit, so I, like, don't picture him as a nice um, lady. I'm sorry. What did he say about Julia Roberts? He said that, like, kissing Julia... Uh, okay, I'm gonna paraphrase because I actually don't entirely remember what he said, but he was like making fun of how he grew up this and like kissing her like he could blow air. And like, Maybe just... I do remember seeing this. Yeah. With him. I get that. I'm kind of impressed. So am I. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that is one of the few times that I didn't rate something. Yes. Oh, I love that above that is Dirty Dancing, then Mamma Mia, then Freaky Friday, then Mamma Mia again. Sounds right. I watched apparently Mamma Mia twice in one day. I'm assuming one of them was like at midnight. Go through it. It's okay. That's fair. My other guess was going to be possibly Sleepless in Seattle. Fair. Or you got mail because it leads, but like that plot is kind of. Okay, but you've got mail. You've got mail is very good. <laughs> Harry met Sally. <laughs> I so wish one of us had gone when Harry met Sally. But I couldn't pick it for you because it didn't work with any of your other movies. Okay, that's fair. But, like, also, I just really wanted to pull some shitty reviews on that movie. <laughs> Damn. That was fun. <laughs> It was stressful. I Very stressful. That I really don't know movies. <laughs> okay. It is okay. It's fine. I think it's bad that you know movies. But you're the one, the movie girl. That's TV fair. Girl. We could do this as TV shows. I don't know how that work. You you pull reviews. <laughs> I don't think I've ever gone seen a review for a TV show. I think Tomatoes probably does, because that's, that's where my reviews are, like, the resort and the staircase and stuff. I could look, we could look into it. I feel like that one would be hard, but also, ooh, what if? Mm. I was going to say, because TV time gives, like, a section to comment, and I was going to say we could just with other Housewives um, episodes, but I feel like there's going to be enough comments on them. Because I was, I could totally pull some great ones from like the weed episode. Like I don't think there's enough of them. 
speaking of which, I really, 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 really want to rewatch seasons four to six. Because a Catherine and Marie edit came up on my timeline today. When I was discussing with you earlier, which I might need like filler shows while watching SVU, I thought about rewatching Desperate Housewives, yep. but then I will go into Desperate Housewives whole and I would never start back SVU again. <laughs> That's fair. So then my other guest was like Ted Lasso or like a League of Their Own, something really short where like yeah. easy to binge, kind of know what's happening. Like a sitcom kind of thing too. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I feel like we can play this again. We might I have to play choose the again. same genre next time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got a lot of porn movies, which isn't surprising, but yeah, that made it like difficult because at some point horror movies just start blending together which would really freak you up yeah which we need you ended up getting a lot of mysteries and it was kind of fun because the last few I got were more like in-depth and I could like pick out some good ones for you except because everybody just wanted to talk about Sharon Stone which is the same but I don't blame her trying to have a podcast <laughs> and even like the critic review- oh you're Rotten Tomatoes marketing. but on mine the critic reviews kind of suck yeah my like what Rotten Tomatoes would like bring me to like a whole other site which I made sense I guess but that would be from like 2003 and the website yeah. would be gone <laughs> oh okay the website would be gone because what was the one I was pulling from I think it was something's gotta give or wow. American Beauty as well too and I would try to like pull one from that and it would bring me to a website that was around in 2003 and no longer exists and wanted me to buy the domain. Gotcha. And that's not what I wanted. Nope. Definitely not. Do we know what we're doing next week? You know, I was trying to remember this. And I know we had a whole entire schedule. Did we write down that schedule? No. no. So next week will be the 23rd that it comes out. I think we were maybe we're gonna do our must watch Christmas movies or holiday movies. I think you're right. And then the week okay. after that is, is our wrap. Yes, it is. I'm excited for that. I'm so excited for that episode. It'll come out on the 30th too, so it's like kind of perfect because then perfect. like one day before New Year's Eve, I could release it on New Year's Eve though. Maybe we just won't promote it until New Year's Eve. Maybe. True. Um, yeah, we'll do our hot movies next week. Because I guess that's kind of it comes out before Christmas Eve. Yeah. Our schedule's really working out this year, like, day-wise. I, I love that. Um, if you want us to just play this again, give us, like, a genre. Yes. Yeah. I feel like this would be good to do with rom-coms because they all blend together. That it would be good to do with rom-coms, especially because some people like Drew Barrymore and Adam Sandler a lot of rom-coms together. And at some point, you're like, okay, so which one are you? Yeah, like what? Drew Barrymore, Adam Sandler, Jen Epson, Adam Sandler, Meg Ryan, and, and Tom, Tom Hanks. Hanks. Kate Hudson and Matthew McConaughey have two. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Oh, that could be fine. Maybe we'll do a rom-com one. 
That could be early January, though, because are we going to do our most anticipated next year? Yes, we are. Okay. Which reminds me, I have to start looking. <laughs> do you know what's going to be number one on that list? That lasso season three. <laughs> oh, that too, but I was also thinking Yellow Jacket, because we at least have a yes. save for that. Cough, Jason Sudeikis. We're going to be women against Jason Sudeikis if you give us a release date soon. I know, but Yellow Jackets. Yellow Jackets. Please watch Yellow Jackets. We are doing our full first season review yes. right before that comes out. Yes. I want to rewatch it so bad. I will probably rewatch that sometime during Olivia's emotional trauma. <laughs> yes, because nothing says healing from emotional trauma like watching some more girls go through emotional trauma. Yes. And yeah. eating each other to survive. Yes. Yeah. It's that we haven't got there. But it's coming. It's coming. But it hasn't happened yet. This is the reason. That's, what, that's how they're doing their coming. Let them eat each other. Yes. In more ways than one. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. okay. Um, thank you for joining us on this episode of End of the Fangirls. You can keep up with us on social media. Our YouTube and Instagram are Enter the Fangirls, and our Twitter's Enter Fangirls. Make sure you follow us where we listen to your podcast, and we can't wait for you to join us on our next episode. Once again, I'm Lexi. I'm Sam, and this has been Enter the Fangirls.